That's when I was like four and five years old, but I can still remember it. And right, so, so, right. slow down, slow down. We get it. No. You're a young pup, yeah. What, 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 what were you and I doing most awesome in 2003? I don't know. Moving uh, to Los Angeles? Moving to Los Angeles, <laughs> drinking. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 76 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Be five stars. Tell a friend. You got something to say? Choose an email. It, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, when he does cryptotherapy, he takes care of his feet. Most awesome. That's right. No frostbite on my toes. Got to keep my footsies warm. Keep them good. How's your week been, brother? Oh, it's been it's been awesome. Now that I'm here with you, sir. Has it been, has it been most awesome? It has been most awesome. Yeah, it's been good, man. You know, just grinding out the week, getting ready. Kids are getting back into the school season. I feel like for a parent, that's good news, right? It's just like, I can't fucking handle these kids. <laughs> day in and day out anymore. There, there's a place I used to drop them off for about nine months. I'm back doing that thing. That's that's good yeah. news, right? Yeah, it is. It is a good thing. I mean, my kids aren't, uh, you know, super like like Kamishat starts kindergarten this year. It's a big deal. She had to go out and get her uniform for school and all that good stuff. And she was practicing signing her name, capital uh, C lowercase Michette. It's working out. She's doing it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the LOL dolls, like lunchbox or anything. Is there any like just kind of swag that she's just like, I got to wear this. Like what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully the uniform takes care of that. So we don't have to worry about that. But yeah, there is like, got to get the lunchbox going, which we did have a, my little ponies one last year in pre-K We'll probably run that back. She's got a backpack with Sophia on it. Sophia the First, for those that are, uh, you know, fans. And uh, we're big, big Sophia the First followers on this podcast, I'm sure. But uh, so she'll she'll run that back. But, uh, yeah, the uniform takes care of a lot of stuff. So don't have to worry about clothes all the time. Outfits already picked out. I like it. You didn't have a uniform in, like, middle school or high school or anything? Like, are you no, pro no. uniforms? Like, just keep it simple. We all look the same. Like, don't have to worry about outfits and shit. I am uh, – I was neutral on the subject. Dr. Mrs. The Commish went to parochial school, so she liked it as a kid. She was like, I didn't have to worry about what I was going to wear as, like, a 16-year-old high school, you know, uh, kid. It just made life easy, and you, you didn't have to worry to keep up with the trends. She's like, you wore it after school, and that was that. But, you know, going to school when you're just, like, rolling out of bed trying to run to school, it made life easier. So I think it might – I'm hoping it will translate as a parent – us getting them ready for school, just rolling up, throw them on that, you know, the khaki pants and blue shirt, and out the door you go. Out the door, we're going on episode 76. <laughs> what a great segue. Guys, we get a rip from the headlines. We're doing MAB Roundtable Sports Illustrated Edition. Sports Illustrated came out with uh, just 10 hot topic questions about the fantasy football landscape this year. We're going to tackle those. We have an MAB guest. We have Toby from the Prattle Pod coming in. 
our boy, does a little uh, Michigan sports. So he's got to have him on, which would be great. We're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking best things about technology. We're going to jump into the brand and the gambling corner. If we have time, fingers crossed, we push it off once. Hopefully, we don't push it off twice. But we should give you so much content. And we want to keep our word on being the hour of power. We'll tackle that in NFC West and get that thrown down. Guys, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. I guess ripped from the headlines. We're doing SI top ten things about fantasy football. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, we're rounding in. We've got the first. We're as we're listening to this, or as you're listening to this, we just completed the first preseason week. So everyone's kind of fine-tuning that top 100, maybe 200 player list, and uh, this is what we want to talk about today. Uh, we got 10 questions we're going to rip through. Uh, we'll just let them uncover as they uncover. So number one, I think we kind of covered this on the last pod, but we'll hit it real fast. Number one pick overall, who you got in fantasy football? I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. I know you talked about the, you know, the poor Giants offense and stacking the bots against him, but I I truly believe that Saquon is the last bastion of like all-purpose do-it-all running backs. I'm a big believer in him. I just think he's fantastic. Uh, I know we only had one season with him, but if I was I was, if I was drafting the number one overall, that'd be my guy. Yeah, I had the same thing, and especially like uh, we have a little inf- more information now than we did two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week when we first like kind of broached this subject. And now just just the idea of an Ezekiel Elliott, which I think would be the only yep. guy that would be like kind of kind of racing for that number one slot. The idea of him might be holding out, like it gives the you you just you, you got to nod your cap to Saquon Barkley overall. Do you have a little fear about like? Uh, are we talking like a legit face and 10 in the box? Are we talking about like quarterback confusion? And are we talking about like a Giants game? I know we did the NFC East already on the Brandon Gambling Corner. You're not mm-hmm. quite as low on the Giant. Is there little fear of, you know, I think both you and I in our fantasy football experience over the last decade have went through the situation where it's a good looking running back on a bad team. Is, is there any right. threat of that? Right, and so, and and I think everyone's looking at it in terms of the quarterback play as a big issue. And truthfully, really for me, it is is the offensive line. The offensive line has not been great. Yeah. Uh, they they signed Nate Solder, the left tackle from the Patriots, on a big deal. <laughs> Hasn't been great, so hopefully he comes bounces back. Uh, Willie Hernandez, the guard, the right guard that they drafted out of UTEP, big road grader. He was okay. They just haven't had great offensive line play, so that really scares me. But the offset of that is is that when you don't have a good offensive line and you have quarterbacks that can't throw the ball deep and Eli Manning, then you get short passing games, which that's where the game is geared toward. So I like the short passing games in a half-point PPR league for Saquon. Getting him in that, in your favorite term, in space. We'll get him in space. We'll get him showing around and, and get him in different positions. I think they'll be great enough to get him in the in in different uh, optimal positions where he can actually make some plays. Is there any other player on your radar if you're not going running back that just like tickles your fancy a little bit? I don't want to tip your hand to like later questions, 
But if you're sure. just like, all right, the running back's not the solve here. Like the league's kind of different. We're doing a lot of like running back by committees. Is there another player just like, ah, I'm checking. I'm I'm taking can take a player on this. Non non running back in the first, I would say probably you'd have to go DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I love I love him as a wide receiver. I think he's fantastic. I think you know the thing is is there's a lot of top flight running backs that could stay within that, you know that uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. range. Mike Evans. I mean, you have a lot of these big guys that could catch double digit touchdowns, and that's the name of the game is trying to get you know multiple touchdowns. Um, so I would I would look in that in that realm. But considering if you're in a ten team, twelve team, fourteen le- team league, the the depth at the wide receiver position, even that top end, when you look at like guys like Adam Thielen and some of those guys on the you know and the deeper that range, you can get some of that production or eighty years. 95% of that production, but you don't get that same production level with a, a top flight running back. And that's why that drop off is so steep. All right. This top 10 list of questions going into the fantasy football season for 2019 supplied by sports illustrated. You can pick it up. Uh, big fan, big supporter. Uh, thanks for dropping these. We're just going to cover those. Number two question out of the gate is this year's breakout star. Who mm. do you got most awesome? This one makes me feel like I'm tipping my hand a little bit. Uh, I know. These uh, are, I would do the same thing. I was just like, oh, is there a fantasy football league? Actually, because there's sleep requests and shit that I feel good about. Yeah. And I'm just like, do I get this information up? But you know what? It's uh, that's the price of the game. We're big yeah. podcast podcast stars, so that's what we got to do. We drop this. Yeah, exactly. So I will give you. I'll give you one that I think will break <laughs> oh, out. Just... Oh, that's big of you. That's big of you. Thank you. <laughs> so. Uh, I, you know, I think everyone's going to be hyped on Kyler Murray. We got a chance to see him in his first game. Really looks smooth and efficient. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting to watch. He was exciting in college. Well, I'll say this. Get, I like to me, like, ahead. breakout star means a little bit, like, I, I'm looking more of a second-year guy and a third-year okay. guy. Okay. I have one of those. I have one of those. I actually have a couple okay. of those. Great, great. Uh, I'm gonna, if you're looking on the offensive from a fanny, fantasy perspective – I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go with Carrion Johnson from the Detroit Lions. Oh, look at that. I know. Breakout star, undervalued, had a great – even though he got injured with a knee injury, uh, he tweaked his knee, comes back, didn't fully tear it, did not like an ACL tear, tweaked his knee, knee bruise. They, they sat him out the last six games. Didn't really punch him a lot in the first half. Theo Riddick is gone. He can catch passes out of the backfield. They, yes, they brought in C.J. Anderson, but I don't think he's going to vulture the carries. Plus – there's an, a philosophical change offensively with the Detroit Lions. They got rid of Jim Bob Cooter. They brought in Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel was previously with the Seattle Seahawks where they ran the ball with Marshawn. I think that's going to be somebody that's going to be drafted a little bit lower, and you might sit there and go, man, I could have had carry on in the third round, and he's producing like a a, a, a number one pick. There's something I'm like, it, it's good. And it's like, unfortunately, I'm going to go just as Homer AF as you did because I got Delvin Cook on my list. Like, I just like, oh, I don't okay. know, but I really do like the idea of we're talking value and I mean it and we're meaning breakout stars. So we're meaning someone that's just kind of like breaking the mold. Like, obviously, like you can't put a Sakon Barkley, you can't put a Ezekiel Elliott on this list. These are just breakouts. Someone has been doing it. And I think Delvin Cook was on a track to do something really special his first year and he got injured. And I think like coming back a second year was a little weird. Oh, you're, you're smiling. You're smiling right now. <laughs> you're not buying no, any no, no, no. of this You're not buying any of this shit. And then, like, he comes back, and I just, like, I think, like, he's a pass-catching back on an offense that yep. can score a lot of fucking points that has, like, like has a decent offensive line. And my, I'll, I'll give my, I'll, I'll dog ear, I'll give my asterisk to Lamar Jackson. 
Number one, I think you and I. Oh, see I thought eye. about him. I yeah, did you, think about you and him. I see eye to eye on just like I like I don't like quarterback is kind of a dog shit play. It's a little too like it, it's a little too long con. It's a little too toss of the dice to really get like the value you need to do something like that to draft someone like that that early. But like you know, he could be talking about. I know we we're talking about another quarterback on the phone, but he could be one of those like you get another Michael Vick situation where it's like he's running touchdowns and he's throwing touchdowns. And then like your scoreboard for your fantasy team gets lit up really quickly. Yeah, no, it's yeah, absolutely. Cam Newton also in that realm too. Uh, Not this year. Josh, Josh Allen from Buffalo is in that realm too. A lot of his points last year fantasy wise came on the ground. He's got a bigger arm, but yeah, I think uh, Lamar Jackson is someone that I had. I was, I was, couldn't do it because I, I needed to see a, a I wanted to see a little bit more of a passing game from him. Dude, I know that Baltimore team is going to be fucking fun to watch. All right, uh, with every sweet comes a sour. Uh, question number three: Which veteran will take a step back? I'm gonna go. I wrote Nick Foles because I think he's not going to produce like they thought he was going to be at Jacksonville. Everyone thinks yeah. of the Philadelphia big stick Nick. Um, he got paid. He's going to Jacksonville. I don't know. I just, I, I, regular season games, he doesn't play as well in. So I'm going to, it's interesting that that, that team kind of lives and dies on how he performs. Like if he performs and like Jacksonville's like hanging up like 27 points a game, it's just like, Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like uh, this is, we're talking like, you know, at least AFC divisional, but this is like, yeah. if, it, if it's just like the same old Jacksonville, then it's just like, I, right, you're not going to get fucking anywhere. Right. Uh, I, I, I limp. I lumped in. I just put two Steelers. Like I did Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown together. Like I just made them a package deal. Like I just don't. And it's also like, I'm not trying to punish them because I hate them so much, but I do hate them so much. But like how both of them fucking left was garbage. And like, they both are on in shittier situations. So it's just like, yeah, Le'Veon Bell's not going to be a top 10 running back. Antonio Brown and, I did this list before the information about his feet, but it's like, and like now he needs like a certain type of helmet to run a route. Like, it's just like, yeah. this is going to be a difficult sled. Yeah. That's the thing is, is, uh, yeah. So the two former Steelers, uh, as you mentioned, I, I think, I think you're just, you don't like Pittsburgh, but I think that's a whole I other subject. I, you'll, my list will change your mind on that. I don't like these guys. I don't like yeah. how they did it. It's yeah. just like, but no, I, I, I mean, must be a real fucking like he must be a real <laughs> asshole because they had a good thing going there. I think like, I think that's on record. I think that's I think we know that. Well, on. it's just like it's on. Yeah, it's on criminal record. Uh, allegedly, like <laughs> <laughs> you made me go there. I uh, well, I just don't understand how you leave that situation. Like I, I just I've never seen. And we talked about it before, like how it can't be basketball, and how I still do think Pittsburgh will compete, but I've never seen like two talents at that level in two different positions just not lead the squad like they're traded or they're con- contract bullshit. Well, I guess there was contract bullshit. There's exactly contract bullshit. But just, like, leave the team. That's right. crazy. It's crazy. Right. And now they're both in new situations, and neither one of them are better situations. Like, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, and we'll get into it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're, you're 100% right. Le'Veon Bell. I actually think Le'Veon Bell is in a better situation than Antonio Brown. Sure. But I think – but Antonio so Brown is like hurting himself. the The last couple reports, like you mentioned, the the helmet thing is a more confusing thing than anything. Like he's actually leaving people within the facility confused because he made a big stink about his helmet, then showed up for practice, got a reg- got a normal helmet that he's allowed to use. So 
then came back with a helmet, that old helmet that he had, spray painted that looked a little bit like the Raiders, but not 100%. So it's like, it that was really bizarre. And then it's not showing up for meetings, showing up late. I think if you're going to, if you want to specifically look for a player to, to to target, that this Antonio Brown stuff makes me a little nervous. If I was going to draft him in fantasy, yeah, or yeah. if I was the, or if I'm, if or or if I'm Mark Davis and I sunk like fifty five million dollars on him, there is there is no way, no way I will give you whatever you want me to bet. So you make a bet, like I will paint myself as a one solid Pittsburgh Steeler from head to toe naked and run through the streets if Antonio Brown's numbers beats his Steeler numbers from last year. Oh, so that's a good bet. I like that bet. We'll see. It. I don't know if I'll enforce that on the, on the body paint, but, uh, <laughs> sure. but I, yeah, I like the call. All right. Uh, question number four, which rookie will deliver in year one? Mm. I love this one. I love this rookie. He's out of Iowa state. I'm talking David Montgomery, nicknamed Monty Pylon. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy because he's a a he's a good dude. He's got a great story. Um, didn't get a lot of offers. Played at Iowa State, which is not a great uh, team. Terrible, terrible offense. Still made it uh, made things happen in the backfield. Got some good runs, and he's going to fit well with kind of that hammer back. But he's still got a little bit of yeah. vision and speed. And Tariq Cohen is going to be used in a different way, kind of a you know a scat back type thing, just to kind of put the fear, almost like a Ty Hill out of Kansas City, just kind of moving around, trying to get the ball in his hands different ways. But uh, but David Montgomery is going to be a good solid back, and if you're looking for a rookie, that's the that's the one I feel most confident about. That's good. I'm going to chalk, and we we know this on the podcast. We know that you know yeah. college football better than I do, but it's just like Josh Jacobs. Like it's it's about touches, and from yeah. everything I heard, like Josh Jacobs is going to get the most opportunities. So I I like Alabama running backs. I like investing in. You're yeah, gonna, you do. You're, I, yeah, you like one. Good. You like one in particular. <laughs> you know I do. I like yeah, just get touches. He's going to get opportunities. So it's like that's chalk as fuck. So we'll move on. Uh, I like your take. Uh, which new coach will help? the most it's mm, a good question um i had bruce arians in tampa bay just because i think the hat they sunk so much money into the offense uh you've got you know mike evans you have oj howard you've got the running backs they've sunk, sunk a lot of different things into it oh, I and know. i think it's one of those things where it's like he's an offensive guy that's what they've been missing um i i, I like him to have overall the other quarterback, I mean, the other coaches in there, LaFleur is going to have an impact with, with Rodgers. I mean, because that's what I say. Like, who's going to change that team the most? I think it'll be Bruce Arians. Yeah. Maybe Vic Fangio in Denver, but he's going to have the most impact on that team. Yes, good take. Like, you two things, like, uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, like, turning it around, like, Aaron Rodgers is already, that team is already set up for success. So you can only, as a coach, kind of fail. Like right. if you if you're in Green Bay and you go kind of fucking seven and nine, like you fucked up, like it's just all on your shoulder. That's and kind of the opposite reason that that's why with the Adam Gase. Not I'm not a gigantic Adam Gase guy at all. Not a huge mm-hmm. fan. But also I think that team is Robbie Anderson, you know, Sam Darnold. Uh again, I know I talk a little bit shit about Le'Veon Bell, but that is still like a it's a great running back, so you have that like at your disposal. I think like it wouldn't be shocking, especially if Tom Brady kind of takes a dip. If Tom Brady like does like a, just kind of a seven and nine, which 
sounds insane on paper, but it wouldn't be insane to see if he just can't throw the ball. Like it, it wouldn't be crazy yeah. for the, yeah. the Jets to win that division. So it's like if the Jets win the division, like everyone's just going to be like Adam Gase is the fucking hero. It's more, of yeah, him be- he, it's more of him stepping into the right situation of something that's on its way up. Yeah, and you're you're 100 right. It's a good spot for him. Like I said, they sunk a lot of money in. Uh, there's a little bit of infighting in there with Adam Gase, but he seemed to come out clean on the other side. So we'll see. And if you're right, and if he wins in New York, it's even if he like even even if he goes nine and seven, yeah, right, and even sniffs the playoffs in the yeah. AFC, they're gonna the town is gonna turn over and and they're just gonna they're gonna freak out for Adam Gase, and we're gonna hear a lot of buzz about. The things that Adam Gase does and the genius that they talked oh about in his God. OC days. Oh my God! If I have to hear about an Adam Gase coaching tree, I'll jump off a fucking bridge. All right, question number six: uh, sleeper running back. Give me something mm. deep. I know. Give me some deep ones, baby. I know this is where, uh, this is where you don't want to get. You're just like, you're like, motherfucker. I'm in three fantasy football leagues with you, or like two or whatever. Yeah. Just like I yeah. don't like. Should I say this? Just say it. Just say it. No, but I say it because you know what I'm gonna. I, I think these I'm gonna give you some deep sleepers. Yeah, these are guys to keep eye on and eye on. So if you got that last round and you you got your kicker and your defense all squared away, I'm gonna go one. I gave you three. I'm nice. gonna go the first one, Kalen Ballinch, out of the running back out of Miami for the the Dolphins. God, Came out of Arizona you're State, so much big body guy. At this than I am. God, you're a genius. What's that? You're you're a genius. You're so much better at this than I am. It's like a uh, sleeper, uh, handcuff your running backs. Uh, pro tip. <laughs> well, the, well, these are these. Some of these are sure. right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Kalen Ballage is a second year guy, right? So hopefully he's going to turn on. They, the, the, we had the first preseason game on Thursday. Him and Kenyon Drake uh, split carries in that preseason game, uh, and. Ballage got a touchdown, so I like him. I like his size. He's got good speed and showed some things last year. Then I'm going to go with two rookies. First rookie is Daryl Henderson uh, for the Rams. This kid came out of Memphis, uh, yeah. had a had a, had a good good college year on a on an average team out of Memphis. Drafted later, and everyone's going to talk about his metrics and his speed and yada yada. The guy has vision. He has feet. He's balanced. And we we are a Todd Gurley injury away yeah. from he and being the lead guy. And as you mentioned, talking about Josh Jacobs, it's about touches, mm-hmm. and he could get some touches. And then a and third we, guy. We, we don't know how another. Healthy, we don't know how healthy Todd Gurley is. Todd Gurley 100%. might not be healthy. He might not be healthy, and he might be one awkward hit or land away from missing six weeks. And that's the six weeks that you gain on everyone else by having him on your bench. Third guy, I'll give you another backup because the there's a cluster in the Buffalo Bills backfield. Yeah. We've got uh, Frank Gore. You've got LaShawn McCoy. These are older running backs. They brought in TJ Yeldon. And then, but I'm talking about Devin Singletary. This guy is a has a motor. He's a small little running back. Again, the metrics aren't in his favor, but if you look at his numbers uh, from Florida Atlantic, the guy put up stats. He's a, he's got just he's a plugger. They actually kind of compared him to like a little minute little mini LaShawn McCoy in terms of the moves and the shake that he's got. He's not he doesn't have breakaway speed, but he's got quickness in the hole. And running back is the easiest position to translate in the NFL. Yeah. That's why I'm giving you two deeper rookies. Uh, for you guys to to feast on in your fantasy leagues. Yeah, he's got the LaShawn McCoy like stats. He's just like in moving shake, tips twelve percent. It's just like it just fucking translates perfectly. Uh, I sleeper running back. I went um, I went a little, I went uh Jalen Samuels out of Pittsburgh. 
Like I just Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, I like the idea of just like that's a that's a solid offensive line. Pittsburgh is yep. going to score points. And it's just like if something happens to Connor and we saw it happen last year, like the last three weeks of the seasons in the playoffs, like it just like he was and like he was able to step up and just take that role. So it wouldn't be insane for that to go even if it went to like a fifty fifty share, which I it would suck, but I we don't know what the game plan is there. Like I, I don't think they necessarily I do use have the bell cow, they're not the bell cow anymore. It went fifty fifty or like hey, he definitely proved he can step into like Connor's role and still like kind of electrify the game. Yeah, and he had against the Patriots late in the season had like a buck forty six yeah. and and three or four catches. Yeah. Had like twenty some odd catches in the no, I think that's great. I had him we're gonna talk about late round flyers. I had him down there as a late round flyer, but that's as the same as a as a sleeper running back. So I think that's a good call on on your part. Nice, but they're always loving you. Make compliment. We'll just take a <laughs> put a sound effect in here. All right, now sleeper wide receiver. Who you got, buddy? Uh, I got two. I'm going to go second year guys. So when you're looking at sleepers, and I, and I'll talk about a rookie wide sleeper, receiver later on. Do sleepers on. exist anymore? They don't really exist. There's just too much fucking information in Facebook. There's too much information. There's too much data and analytics. Yeah. But if you're looking at it, everyone's thinking, you know, don't look for the sleeper that's beyond the sleeper, right? So yeah, those those yeah. guys like yeah, never yeah. come to fruition. You know, we had a friend famously talk about T.J. Logan, the running back, the third string running back. He's like, he's a star. No, he didn't get off the pot. Like, yeah. You, you <laughs> can't look too deep, like right? Touches. Yeah, that's too deep. So, um, but I would look, if you're looking for a sleeper wide receiver, target a second-year wide receiver. That's when you see guys tend to click. Look for guys that performed well maybe in the second half of the season or, or had some flashes kind of in meaningless games. It seemed like they get it. So I'm going to give you two. Uh, first one is Dante Pettis. Um the second year guy, he's from the he plays on the San Francisco 49ers. He's getting run with the with, with the ones. I we'll talk about it in the gambling corner. I'm I'm a big believer in the offense for the 49ers coming up. I think yeah. he's gonna be a big part of it. Had a good last second half of the season. Second guy I'm gonna go with uh is a first round guy from last year, played on Carolina, DJ Moore. Uh went to yeah. University of Maryland. Yeah, pew, pew. And DJ is in a prime position to be that lead receiver on an offense where they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find other ways to get the ball, not in Cam Newton or Christian McCaffrey's hands. He's the athlete to do it. He's in his second year, so take a look at DJ Moore. If you're in that mid to latest round of your draft and you're going, there's all these guys, look for something like that. Look for an elite athlete and a second year guy and uh DJ Moore is both of those things. I like. I don't want to tip my hand, but I kind of have. Uh, I don't have the same mindset you do. But so my mindset walking in is, I want a WR two that's new to the scene with a WR one just getting the kind of the bell cow role that's going to draw yeah. a lot of attention to kind of open him up and has been consistent. That's why I went with. I'm not trying to stick with Pittsburgh, but I go with Dante Moncrief. Like it's just like Dante. Dante Moncrief. You love Dante, but I, you're on you're on deep on his corner. I love him. Like I loved him on the fucking Colts, and yep. I love him on the fucking it, and he makes sense on the Steelers. Juju Smith is yeah. the number one guy there. He's going to draw a lot of attention. He's going to get the number one CB, and it's just like he's going to pick up. Like you're not going to get the touchdown explosion as you would with like uh you know what like, like whatever like your guy from Houston or whatever like all those guys score and touchdowns like but what you will get is you're going to get a lot of yards you're going to get like a lot of 12 yard checkdowns 12 yard checkdowns when he's open cuz like this often Pittsburgh is going to move Pittsburgh yeah. weirdly like 
for the assets they lost, like, is anyone talking about Pittsburgh still not being, like, a competitor to, you know, win the AFC East? Or, no, win, win, the, win, North. The, win the AFC, like, at least, like, get to the game. Like, AFC right. divisional round, win the AFC North. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, I think it's weird that you're right because they just kind of, like, pencil, like, let's just pencil in the Steelers. Yeah. Minimum eight wins. We I think we did it on our podcast when we talked about the North. It's one of those things. And yeah, I, I think you're right. Like that's a good one. James James Washington is the other guy that's looking to backfill uh, a second year wide receiver for the Steelers. They're look he's looking to backfill for that Antonio Brown stats. But you're right. It, here's the thing is is in those situations, it's a 50-50 pick them, right? Yeah. So with yeah. the Dante Moncrief, you're looking at it going, okay, I have past results with Moncrief. I have a little bit of injury history, but I have uncertainty in James Washington, and he he was kind of in Tomlin's doghouse. So let's go with him because somebody's going to have to f- step up and fill that role, and we know that to be true with the Steelers. Exactly. So, so, so make that bet on that deep sleeper. And like I said, if you're late in that round, it doesn't burn you that much. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Like, it's just like Pittsburgh is – it would be shocking, I think, to both you and I if Pittsburgh's averaging around, like, 17 under – under the 20-point threshold. Like, yeah. to me, they're, they're scoring 25, 28, probably, like, average, like, 31 a game. And so it's like Moncrief's going to be a part of that. He's going to get a touchdown every third game, and he's going to get yards. And the way that their offense is rolling, they're they're sprinkling around to everybody. I yes. don't think it's going to be. Yep. Antonio Brown gets the stats, and Le'Veon Bell gets the stats. It's going to be to everybody this exactly. year. Exactly. Uh, all right. Question number eight: Which second tier QB has elite potential? What quarterback's going to step up to the next level, brother? Ooh, I'm going to go with a deeper one that I think has made a great ascension. He's got a great head coach. Uh, I'm talking about one Mitch Trubisky or Mitchell Trubisky with the Chicago oh, Bears. Oh, this is the biggest thing I've disagreed with you about on the spot really? thus far. Yeah, I don't like. That's funny. Well, sell me, brother. You're smarter than okay. I am on this shit, though. I want to hear it. Okay, so Trubisky uh, made it to a Pro Bowl last year. His first year, he had John Fox as a as a head coach. Now we upgrade here. Uh, we made the Pro Bowl. Our numbers have increased. We're at 66%, almost 67% in completion percentage, 2-to-1 TD ratio, 24 touchdowns to 12. And we still can move the ball. We still can kind of run and be athletic. Um, and I think that third year, it's just going to click for him even more, just one more year in uh, – why can't I remember the coach's name for the for the Bears? The offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. I can see his stupid face. Drink everybody. Anyways, anyways, he's gonna make that move in that ascension. It's his third year, second year in a row with a quarterback or with a coach that is a quarterback guru that worked with Mahomes and everything like that. And I think he's gonna make an ascension. Uh, okay, I hear, I hear you saying, um, don't like it. Not high on the Bears. I will get into more. But uh, I, I guess I would have to go around like uh. Baker Madfield and Lamar Jackson. Those those are easy. I know those are easy yeah. tugs. Those are easy tugs. But it's just like I believe both these guys, and probably not both, but maybe it'd be a longer shot to bet both. But I think they can step it step up into. I think Lamar Jackson can reintroduce like the mobile quarterback that we're just like, oh shit, the college game does translate a little bit to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah. Baker Madfield is just like. The number of weapons around him, like playing at the pro level, like he can 
get that monkey off his head. And it's not real monkey on his back, but everyone just thinks he's like whatever that uh, previous burnout is, like doing the dollar signs. Like it's oh Johnny Manziel, right? Johnny Manziel, yeah, he's just not he's not Johnny Manziel. Like it's just right. Oh, he's not. I I you know you you know I'm I'm firm yeah. on, on on team Matt Field, that so, so I'm, fun I'm big on him. But I, I, Lamar Jackson, I, I do like because if you watch that his second year in college when he won the Heisman, I mean the dude was electric, and he could throw the ball, yeah, and put it on a yeah. dime, had a laser beam arm, just a whip, not just running around. So if he could put it together, he's in a good spot. Um, but I, I, I know you're going to disagree with me on Trubisky. I, I think he makes the jump. I think having that consistency with Matt Nagy, that's the coach's name. I got it back, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> you got it. All right, brother. Uh, we knew you would get it back. In week 14, question number nine, what is Gronk <laughs> doing? I think off pod I texted a little blue comment on there. <laughs> but uh, well, I, you like, know, I like that you I, keep it salty, brother. I know, right? It's it's one of those things. Uh, uh, bop, bop, bop to Gronk, bop, bop. by the way. Good on you. Here's the thing that made me think about this question. Is Gronk... The only because we talked about this in pods past, where like the 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 Super Bowl rings cement your legacy. Yeah. But if you look back at his stats, like if he didn't win any of those chips, you might not look back at him as the dominant player in his era if he cuts out. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not weird, but it's like he's a little and not that I'm not bringing down his talent. Like there's a lot of people in Patriots just like that dynasty that run was just a lot of the right things coming to get the right time. I just don't understand. Like, I don't think he comes back to play for anybody that's not the Patriots. Because why? Like, it's almost he, well, just he's, like he's for sure said he won't. He said he he when he was when they were trying to trade him, which is insane to me. To the Lions, they he said he would reti- rather retire than go to the Lions. Yeah, so, so it's just like so it's like the Patriots have to be making another run, and so like I don't and I don't picture so for Gronk to get back in the game if they needed him. Like the Patriots have to be sitting at like a a solid when they when he gets the call like what are we talking like six and three like I don't like and, yeah. I, and I, I don't picture the Patriots there like I picture I picture the Patriots especially we look we broke down their beginning schedule and it's not it's not a the first part of their schedule is a little rough sled and if the Jets kind of get one up on them and we're looking at a Jets or and a Patriots team that's fucking like five and five after week ten. It's just like why would Gronk walk, walk back in there? It's just like what we get. We had to go on the road to Kansas City again. Like eh, right. fuck that. Like strong pass. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing is, is so I I truthfully I mean if if they are like nine and one ten and one and I think he starts we see, we hear rumors of him working yeah. out. I I buy that you know I buy him coming back in and you know lining it up and and or lacing it up I should say. But he could just he could just take this year. We we could see this as athletes, especially football players, sitting there kind of in that mid to maybe later prime of their athletes. You maybe sitting there and say, like, I'm gonna take a gap year. I'm just gonna take a break, well, yeah, let ga- my body totally heal up, and then I'm gonna come back for another year. Yeah, ga- gap year is fine, but it's also like I don't have a vibe that like I don't know if Gronk loves football and that's not like a crush on him, but it's just like, there's no part of like any interview that I saw of him when like on his exit interviews or like leaving where he's like, he's not crying. Like he doesn't have just like, I get it one more time in the game. Like I just think it was a job for him. He cleared a lot of checks and now he's going to go on to party boats. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like he enjoyed himself, but I see your point. It's like, is it the traditional like love of the game, the way we envision? Like, yeah, like obsessed with they, football. They're yeah, like these football. like men's men that are biting their upper lip to stop from crying when they say that they retire. Yeah. And he's out there and he's like, give me a potato gun. I'm going to fire yeah. into the crowd. You know what I mean? The, like, the that's what he does. We, good? we got the shirts. We got the shirts. We're on this boat. Let's go. Uh, all right, brother. Um, question number final 10 late round flyer. I went, I went nuts. I had to walk it back. Um, I wanted to go Des Bryant. Cause I think there's just like, it's on, but he's like, he's verbally saying he doesn't want to play football anymore. And also like, and, it, yeah. and he also hit, hit Achilles last year with the saints. So it's just like, that's, that injury injury is just like synonymous with like you ain't coming back from it. You can, yeah. but it's just like you're kind of not the same, and especially like at your age, it's just like it's it's kind of over. I, I'd feel better if he was just like pulled the quad or something, but like that Achilles thing is it's like you get back from. So I went uh, OJ Howard with Tampa Bay. I want a late I want a late round flyer on this guy. Like I like there is a world where Tampa Bay averages around like 32 points a game. They still yeah. like. They can high fly. They can go. Winston is a talent. I know there's uh, he's behind Brait, but they're still they used them in some ways last year. That if they just concentrated on that, like the the kind of paradigm could shift between him and Brait, and he could just be like he'd be the go-to guy, like him and Evans, like in Tampa Bay. He could sneakily score a lot of points. Yeah, uh, I like that. I and I think they'll run a lot of two tight end sets. And well, now with Arian, Arians there, that's what they did last year. So maybe they will open it up. But here's the thing: is too with with Howard and his athletic ability coming out of Bama. You love those Bama guys. Um, they'll, they could line him up in the slot and find real mismatches. Kind of look at him like in a Jimmy Graham esque type role, yeah. and just because he can move and he can he can run. And he's physical enough that he could be a red zone nightmare for for some of those uh, for some of those teams. Exactly, we're so late in the draft. Also, like the the question is taking a flyer. So just like I'm taking him late, and it's just like having something stored like that on your bench. I'd rather have him than like you know W R three out of or like whatever running back and fucking that clusterfuck that is Philadelphia. Jesus, right. I do not want right. to. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have him than you know that. For sure, for sure. So I gave, I try to give one for each position play. Um, I we talked about Jalen Samuel, so that would be my deep late round flyer as a running back, wide receiver. I know I said you know earlier about rookie wide receivers taking a beat to to get it all together, but the one rookie wide receiver that I really like, I'm talking about Debo Samuel's for the mm. San Francisco 49ers. Debo is he's a polished route guy. You could put him in the yeah. slot. Uh, I like his athletic athletic ability, and I like him translating quickly. And then I'm going to go give you a tight end. I'm going to go with your Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. Him and Lamar Jackson had a little bit of a vibe going. He's a good athlete. He's out of Oklahoma, played with Baker Madfield. I think he's going to be a good relief valve for Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to get a lot of catches. And he's not going to be on that higher profile tight end ra- uh, radar that a lot of people are. That's how you win fantasy football leagues is finding that late round stuff. And especially those, you know, that replacement player value, that that guy that you're just like, oh, he's going to be on my bench and I'll just be backing up for a bye week. And then he blows up like that's where you win your leagues. 
All right, guys, if you have any questions you want us to answer about your fantasy football squad, we're getting close. We know everyone's going to the draft. Hit us up at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a sleeper we have missed on our radar, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up. We'll judge it right in front of your faces. You ready to go to the inbox, brother? Oh, absolutely. All right, inbox. All right, MAB inbox. Long time no listen. Oh, huh. the roof burn. Uh, but your top 10s piqued my interest. Uh, I need help in one of my keeper leagues, and I need Brandanis to not be biased. No guarantees on that. Uh, it's an ESPN standard scoring. No PPR league. One QB, two RBs, two wide receivers, one tight end, no flex. I can mm-hmm. only keep four players. Here's the four players that he has to select from. Aaron Rodgers, Marlon Mack, Dalvin Cook, Damian Williams, Chris Carson, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen. I'll read them one more time for the listeners. Aaron Rodgers, Marlon Mack, Delvin Cook, Damian Williams, Chris Carson, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen. So he is trying to keep four of these players. He ends the email with, I'll try to catch your answers when you drop your next hot pod. You both are just awful. Love you. Uh, Conflicting messages there at the end. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. Maybe I should just Uh, say you should select... I don't know, Naheem Hines. I don't know, <laughs> just to keep that guy. Well, I, I, I am super curious to see if we saw eye to eye on this. So you have your four, I have my four. So let's talk about, I think there's there's one that's no-brainer. Like, as much as I hate fucking Aaron Rodgers, you've got to keep Aaron Rodgers. So we don't, we, we, don't, we don't know the rules of this league also. We don't know if it's just like, we're going to assume, like, it's not like you're not paying a penance for, like, where you – had draft the mat or their average draft position, you just get to pick four and you go to a clean slate. Right. So right. you can't yeah. let Aaron Rodgers, who in my opinion is what, the number three quarterback overall, number four, like and also like you, you know me, like as much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, like I think he has something to prove and he's gonna come out a monster this year. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. I did not put him oh, on my top spot. I, I put him I put him as a question mark here because I, I have a debatable number four on that. Is he in your because four, it, though? He's, he might he, not be in your he's, four? He, you could sway me on my fourth. So I will tell you, I looked at his age. He's 35 years old. I looked at his dynasty rankings in comparison, and I looked at a lot of aggregates in comparison. And so if you look at it, he you know this roster has other talents in other areas that are valuable now in the short window. So like you said, we don't know the rules of the dynasty, how long they get to keep them. Who else is going? Well, also it might not, I I don't think, I don't, did it say dynasty? I don't think you said dynasty. It did. Yeah, it did say dynasty. dynasty. Okay. So he's keeping these long and and standard scoring, but we don't know the, the particulars based on that. Like in a vacuum, it's hard to answer that question because in a dynasty league, part of it is, is looking at what other teams are doing. Um, Oh wait, maybe you didn't say dynasty league. I, I don't say one I, of yeah, my I keeper leagues. I yeah. take that back. You're I'm wrong. Oh, drink everybody. I'm <laughs> drink, wrong. drink. Yeah, these just so I'm, I'm just I'm gonna shoot you my four that I'm keeping because you're the talent and then you can beat these down. Like I think it's like, gonna be a little homer. So I'm gonna do Rogers. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Delvin Cook. I'm gonna do Brandon Cooks and I'm gonna do Adam Field. And it, it sucks because that's like I, I don't want to double up on the Vikings like because there is. That's too much, yeah. especially for a Vikings team that's not actually proven that they're going to be like the number three, four scoring team in the league. Like that's a little too much weight to put in one basket. But as opposed to all the other players, like that's the names I like. Yeah. Ooh, see, this is why I, I screwed this up because I thought it was a dynasty ranking. Maybe I just have dynasty on the brain. So I did look at Marlon Mack, that running back. 
yeah. uh, as a keeper because of his age and where he's at. But if we're if we're strictly just talking just straight across the board, keeper one season only. Let's win the series. Uh, yeah, I I would say I I you still could maybe talk me into Marlon Mack because I I like the diversification. Yeah, I I had Dalvin Cook and Brandon Cook, so we had, both were were both with the Cooks, um, and I had Marlon Mack, and then that's where I was thinking in the dynasty realm where you would keep Thielen based on his age a little bit over Aaron Rodgers. But if we're just talking straight standard scoring, uh, so I'm assuming it's I think standard scoring for ESPN quarterbacks is four points per touchdown. Um, so you might want to look at that a little bit closer, um, but I still would maybe give the edge in just that single year, one year vacuum to Rogers versus, uh, Thielen. And that way you got two running backs, a wide receiver and a quarterback, and you have all of them on the different team. That's actually a good point too, because you also like your strategy is right. Correct. Like you're going to have to assume it's something like this. So everyone's everyone's keeping four players. So there's not going to be valuable running backs on the table. Everyone's just going to gobble those up. So if you have something that's even like a slight interest in running back, like you've got to get that or you're going to be fucking digging really quick. Right. So it's almost like that. That makes Dalvin Cook more valuable because you're just like, I can't lose a running back of the stature if I know that like if if it's a 10 league team or whatever he said and like each people get to keep four that's that's a large keeper pool so we're talking about like all those bell cow running backs are going to be off the table yeah and his his best his best keeper regardless of format you know dynasty or otherwise is delvin cook like that's his 1a player that's the first player should keep on the board yeah just because of that running back because even if he you know if 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 they limited two quarter you know the quarterbacks and say you can't keep any quarterbacks the value you get deeper value, especially on that standard scoring at four points a touchdown. You know, twenty five points or twenty five yards per one point is the ESPN standard scoring, uh, and I'm not even sure it's like fractional points. So, you know, that's where you can find the, the you can you can manage that gap between Aaron Rodgers and say uh like a like a Cam Newton or a, a tier below, you can manage that. But what you can't manage is like you said, gobbling up those top ten running backs. Then you're in that mode of like, oh, I, I gotta do I gotta get all all the sleepers we just talked about in the in the previous segment on my roster and hope I hit a home run on one of them. Yeah, don't let me feed you on this and I really want to ask this question real fast. Like talk to me about the danger of overthinking shit. Like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, fantasy is fantasy. Like, if you have a keeper, like, right. if you're keeping late for whatever reason it is, like, you just have to be, like, what's the best player I can get my hands on before I go into the draft? Yeah. And and you're you're 100% right, because I used to overthink this a lot in our in one of our drafts where I'd get really preoccupied with bye weeks, right? And I really <laughs> sure, started, yeah, like, trying yeah, to line yeah, up yeah, the bye yeah, weeks. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? If this guy tears up his knee in week three, it doesn't matter what bye week he has. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So your your mode should be you, what you should do is create a strategy and say it's like, look, like either I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get Pat Mahomes because that's the the best quarterback in fantasy football, or I'm gonna wait until round ten because at that point the dip, the point differentials between those guys are far different. And you're much better to just sit sit by it and you're like, oh man, we're on a quarterback run. I gotta get a quarterback. No, no, no. Hold serve, gobble up wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, and then you'll get if you're in a ten team league, you're still getting a top ten quarterback. Exactly, yeah. 
Guys, hit us up with your fantasy football questions. We are in that time of year, and we are so effing pumped. Get on the pod. Talk to us about it. Shoot us an email, mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to give advice as it shows. Guys, we have a guest up on the pod. We have Toby from the Prattle Pod coming in. Our boy, TCB. Want to talk a little Michigan football? I know my boy most awesome excited about it. Let's go. What's the story? What's the story of this podcast? Why did you start it? What is it? Who are we talking about? Yeah, so I started it with some of my buddies uh, in the winter time of last year, and we just we wanted to talk about sports. We thought that we you know we're no one else. We thought we knew everything about sports. So we just wanted to talk about it. We thought we could be different enough, but little did we know that. There's a, quite a few podcasts out there. There are uh, a lot more than I uh, than I had anticipated, and there's about everything. So we we did that for a little while, and then you know people get busy. Obviously, I'm in, I'm a college student, and so were my uh, other buddies were at different colleges. So they kind of like lost interest a little bit, and I still love to do it. So I took the reins. Um, I'm the only guy left on the paddle, but man, it's been popping this summer. It's been crazy. I've uh, had I think I just got my 20th player just recently on the podcast, <laughs> Michigan football player. It's been crazy, man. It's been awesome. Dude, brother, we're, we're definitely going to – we're going to get those numbers up to, like, 25, 26. I guarantee, like, your <laughs> presence on this podcast. Do number. Yes, sir. So what, what, uh, what was it about, like, the podcasting thing? Are you, like – are you journalism? Are you, like, just broadcast? Is there, like, an interest to you, or is this just, like, straight hobby? You know, I – as a kid, I always wanted to be like a sports writer or, you know, maybe even announce Michigan football or basketball or even Tigers baseball games when I was a kid. But, man, I I really have a passion for kids, for uh, for working on the next generation. I've actually coached basketball a little bit at my high school that I graduated from. Uh, right out of high school, I coached a little bit. So I really have a passion for kids. So I'm uh, studying elementary education, and this has just kind of uh, been a hobby of mine, but it's kind of blown up, honestly, something that I didn't expect. And so I'm definitely uh, doing that uh, on the side. It's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of work. So is this something that's going to kind of stick with you, you think, as you kind of move on? Is it like this one thing is just like this is kind of this is me. Like this is my hobby. I do podcasts. Like I'm working on my education, like thing on the side, or is it like probably something you can see, like kind of dissipating, or is it like it sounds because it sounds like the passion is there. Yeah. Oh, the the passion is there, and I think uh, what happens to a lot of people that do podcasts is they have a bunch of passion at the beginning, and they they see their numbers and they're like, man, I thought I could reach more people, and that's where we were at. We're like, man, yeah, we're we're only getting a certain amount of downloads, and this is just kind of getting disheartening. But ever since I've really been putting my heart and soul into it, I've noticed that 
after I do that, the numbers come along. And it's like mm-hmm. I said, it has really exploded. Uh, and I haven't been going for that. I haven't been trying to get a bunch of people to listen. But because I've been so passionate, because I've been putting my heart and soul into what I've been doing, it's bec- that's made people listen. It's allowed people to, to kind of hear what I've been all about. So it, it's just been a blessing. I definitely see it keep uh, going on uh, for as long as I can do it, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. That's great. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the 76ers, they they say trust the process, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, we're going to you should change it from TCB to TTP. Uh <laughs> so so then uh yeah, I mean the Michigan centric podcast I think is it's that's smart, right? Because like you said, you like you're passionate about it and people hear the passion in your voice. Now yeah. now you mentioned you know you had 20 uh 20 Michigan football athletes on there. You know, being a, a 21-year-old kind of in college, how do you how do you cut through and gain access to to some pretty high-profile athletes? I, I got to imagine that they are that they have a lot of requests at the door. So how do you how do you right. separate yourself from everyone else? It's a good question, and and honestly, at the beginning, I don't know. I think uh, I found people that just they they were receptive and you have to be I feel like you have to be a nice guy that says you know I will take time out of my day and I thought that they were doing me a favor at the beginning you know and I think what really was the the purpose of that was to kind of build a network and now I've gotten to the point where instead of having to follow these guys and message them first I'm getting messages from players and I'm getting followed by the players so it's really incredible where it's kind of gone full circle in the sense that instead of me reaching out all the time, it's these guys reaching out and they feel like it's a safe place where they can talk and they yeah. they think, you know, and that's really cool. And it's not something that I take for granted. It's something that I really feel is like is a blessing and I, I feel the hard work paying off and it, it's just been really cool. So I think that you have to kind of start low and that's okay and you just build up a platform and you build up kind of a r- nice rapport with the, with the team. So, so that's great. And so you got guys messaging you. That's amazing. So TCB, yeah. who's the one like message that you get in your inbox that you get a little fanboyish for who's the one Michigan athlete or somebody out there that messages you says, Hey, I want to be on the prattle pod. Who is that guy <laughs> or girl? So, so are you saying somebody that I have had or, like, my dream guy to have your, on? Your dream, your dream, the, the, the person that they message you and they want to be on the Prattle podcast. Well, it's funny. So I I would say a guy like Chuck Woodson, Charles Woodson, I think would be, yeah. would be really cool. I, I wasn't I believe, I wasn't alive when he played at Michigan, which is kind <laughs> of crazy. <laughs> but uh, just seeing him in the NFL and just hearing the stories – but what I've always said Jim Harbaugh, too, but something that is actually really cool and a complete blessing is that I heard that he mentioned me in a meeting, in a team meeting the other day. Uh, he Whoa. mentioned that. He, yeah. Call yeah. that, he, brother. Right. So he said, uh, beware. I don't know who this necessarily was to. I heard it uh, through one of the guys I've had on the show. But uh, he said, beware of the reporters. But that guy on the prattle seems pretty cool. That was his direct quote. Whoa! So I, I think That's awesome. That, yeah, I think I I gotta have Harbaugh now, right? I got to. That's gotta be <laughs> got right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like you go to him, like just kind of like just trademark right. Just like, hey, like Harbaugh, I don't want to yeah. tell you to do your business, but you just can't be dropping my name out there and not actually right. have me as an actual source. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Good point. That's awesome. Good point. Thank you. Oh, you understand, my brother. So you're you're covering all those like a very young man, Pratapod, TCB, 
What, what's this nickname mean? TCB? What's, what's the score here? Yeah. So my initials are TC. My, my first name's Toby. And uh, I, I was an athlete in high school. I still am a little bit. There you go. But I, there you go. Don't, I played... don't let me go. We're, we're, hey, you know what? You're in safe company. Most awesome and I are not letting me go. We've been on a basketball team <laughs> for like, into our, like our mid-30s. Like it's still keep Respect. the dream alive, brother. Keep the dream alive. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I played basketball in high school, and I uh, one day somebody just said TC Baller, like my initials and then Baller. And I'm like – Okay, I mean, I so I made it my Instagram handle at the time. I don't have social media any longer, uh, personal, but I made it. TC Baller was my uh, Instagram handle, and then they didn't have uh, – they wanted to shorten it. So they just shortened it to TCB, and then ever since then, literally, I've had all my high school teachers – I don't even know if they knew my first name, honestly. Everybody called me TCB, <laughs> and it's – it's been super cool, man. It's been really – it's it's a cool thing. Obviously, I'm not being cocky. Not being cocky at all. No, but no. I, I, well, uh, if, you were I, being, if you were being cocky, you're in a safe space. Exactly. It's, right. it's the place, right. it's the place to do it. I, we're pro. I, we're pro a, cockiness. All right. So in, in in that sense, I'm just a lights-out shooter. Lights-out shooter. Absolutely. Well, that's what, that, that's, that's what I wanted to ask, brother. It's just like, all right, you said, like, you, you're kind of keeping it vague, but you're just like, you've got the nickname on some basketball move. What happened yeah. on the court? What went down? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I guess so. If you guys listen, if any of you guys listen to the prattle, you hear that I mentioned my height and weight quite a bit. That I weigh 130 pounds and I'm five foot ten. This is not a lie. It is true. There you go. Um, so that's why you have to be a shooter uh, when you're that size. So I practice shooting a lot. I'm a lefty, and uh, I had games in 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 high school when I hit six threes, seven threes in a game. So it's Uh-oh. just I, – I just that, – that's what I could do is shoot. And it is flashy uh, being able to shoot. So I think that must be why. Uh, very bad at defense, though. I will say that. When you're a knockdown shooter, TCB, you don't want to get the rock up like CP3, okay? That, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right keep, okay. keep your puck. Keep your puck. Keep your puck. That's right. I don't know if you got to listen to episode 75, but we did have a contest, which we would love for you to compete in because we need to get that MAB Sports Podcast jersey on your shoulders it heard like Ooh. you need to. It's gonna be a long story. Listen to the pod; you'll figure it out. But can you hit a three pointer while wearing a sombrero? Oh, easily, easily. <laughs> I don't think it's as easy as you think, brother. Like there's like that. Your, your shooting motion is going to be the sombrero needs to be on your head. Like you can't you can't wear the sombrero, hit the three, and then fall on the ground. Like I need the sombrero on the head. Here's the thing: my my release is quite low. So it, I think that I'm going to be able to get the ball off without it being too awkward and getting in the way of the sombrero getting in the way of my shot. I'm telling you, I'm hitting I'm hitting seven of ten threes with a sombrero on. I'm telling you right now. Nice oh. seventy percent. This man's getting confident. All right, brother. Well, we can get you on the pod. Like, uh, thanks for talking pod game. Like, hats off to you. Sombrero is off to you for keeping yeah. the young man's game, getting the podcast going. <laughs> Just real quick, though, uh, like you are a – you're a Michigan-centric podcast, correct? I think yeah. you had a little success getting people on the pod. Tell us about if we lock on to hear the pod, what we'd be hearing. Yeah, so most of the time, like I said, it's an interview with myself and another player. Uh, most of the time it's a Michigan football player, though I've had – uh, Iggy Bresdakis on the show, who's now a New York Nick, so basketball as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's more of like a biography, kind of of an interview, about half an hour each episode, where I dive into their past, 
uh, kind of what makes them tick as a person, as a player as well. And it's just it's a fun time. It's funny. You'll get some laughs out of it. You'll learn a lot about your favorite players if you're a Michigan fan. And if you're a Michigan State fan, I guess you can just laugh at it. I'm, I guess that's basically <laughs> all there is to it. So are you are you primarily focused on football, basketball? You just kind of change the season change? Uh, yeah. So m- m- I'm I love football and basketball both. Uh, I've been trying to ride uh, the the College World Series train of Michigan baseball a little bit. I've I'll probably be getting a, a few guys on here. We're lining stuff up still. But, yeah, I'd say mostly football as uh, my family has had season tickets my entire life. So uh, football has been great. And then, obviously, I played basketball. So I love Michigan basketball, especially recently. They've been playing uh, very well uh, under Beeline's tenure. Obviously, he's gone now, uh, replaced hmm. by Coach Howard. But, yeah, football and basketball for sure are definitely the top two. They're the highest grossing, you know, revenue sports as well. So you've got to take that into consideration when you're planning a podcast as well, I think. So so talk a little bit about now that Michigan has two former Michigan men as head coaches. you got Jim Herma, right. who played in the, the mid-'80s, and, and, uh, and, and Howard, who, you know, was with the infamous, if you want to call it, Fab Five. My, that's my favorite team. I grew up in that era uh, right. of the Fab Five. Now, as a younger fan – of Michigan and kind of, you know, not, you know, seeing this for coming to fruition, seeing these Michigan men come back. What do you, what are your, what's your thoughts and perspectives on these guys not taking the helm? It's a great question. And I think there's a delicate balance that you have to get into when you're talking about Michigan men, because there's a balance between tradition and resting on your laurels, in my opinion. So obviously in my lifetime, I really started becoming a Michigan fan around 2003 that's when I was like four and five years old, but I can still remember it. And right, slow down, so, right. slow down, so that we get it. No. You're a young pup, yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, what were you and I doing most awesome in 2003? I don't know, moving uh, to Los Angeles? Moving to Los Angeles, <laughs> dr- drinking. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So in my lifetime, there hasn't been a whole lot of success when it comes to football, and we've had right. success when it comes to basketball, but – Obviously, my entire life from my parents, from everybody around me, I just hear, yeah, we're the winningest program. But, yes, a lot of things now is what have you done for me lately. It's that kind of society and that kind of culture. So I think you've got to balance between the ball era, right, and Lloyd Carr and Gary Muller and all these eras that have come before us that have been so successful. You've got to balance that with, okay, but how are we going to win today? And I think Harbaugh – has harped on the tradition side of it a little bit too much. And I respect the heck out of him getting Coach Gaddis in here now, handing the reins over to Gaddis. Uh, Just another part of him kind of transitioning from the old days where we were so successful, but realizing, you know, it's 2019, and we can't run the ball up the middle on third and ten. So that gets frustrating, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100% right on the the switch from, like, Pep Hamilton as a play caller – to, to Josh Gaddis, and it is, you know, it is that old three, you know, what they call three yards in a cloud of dust, that Bo Arrow right. style of offensive football. It just isn't the same, and, and you know, that was the one big concern as the last couple of years have progressed with Harbaugh in particular, that his style of play, I, I don't know if it was going to fit with the modern era of, like, you know, you have Penn State who runs a spread offense, Ohio, right. you, fill in, you fill in the rest, TCB. You know, they run a spread, you know, a spread option, and that's kind of the same thing. And getting Gattis from Alabama, I think, is, 
you know, we're going to, we're going to still run the football at Michigan, but we're going to open some things up with a good core wide receiver. So uh, I, I think that's a good point. I was just going to say, I like the Michigan man, like the moniker. I like it. And I, and I like what it represents away from the field and away from the court as well. Like I get that, but I think, like you said, it's transitioning and opening your eyes. Okay. You got to play a different brand of football or a different brand of basketball. It's not 1985 anymore. So I, I do agree with you there. That's right. So what's the big question? Like, I need to go see my boy. Like, my boy, most awesome, loves Wolverine football. Like, what's the correct way I can tailgate that? What do I got to do? What's the spot I got to hit? Like, what's my experience going to be watching that Michigan game? Yeah, so my my family, not huge tailgaters, but we do have a very strict schedule most of the time when we go to Michigan games. I'm not sure your guys' experiences in in Ann Arbor, but there's a mm-hmm. place called Zingerman's. Zingerman's yeah. is a deli in Ann Arbor, and we hit Zingerman's every single game day if we can, and that is the way to do it in my opinion. Phenomenal sandwiches. You think it's just a sandwich? It's not just a sandwich, dude. It is so good. It gets you pumped up for the Michigan game in, in a way that alcohol just simply cannot do. I understand. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. <laughs> Just, just, just slow down the horses there. So I hear the spirit of what you're saying. That's a bold comment. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just, I feel like that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. So well, I, just, I, I might never, not be the big part. I've never seen one show up to a tailgate party and be like, you know, what I got to do right now is I got to slam six sub sandwiches, or I'm not going to be able to enjoy this game. <laughs> right. If I don't, if I know. Back up some pastrami right now. I'm going to lose it. If someone doesn't give me this pastrami and cheese, I'm going to lose my brain. Uh, that's also, well, uh, like, just talk briefly, too, because as the season changes, you keep your podcast going. You, you roll it out, what, once a week? Uh, so this, uh, this summer I've been doing about two or three a week, which has been crazy. Cause two or three a week? Cal- that is, that's nutty, brother. Yeah, I've calculated it to be about five or six hours an episode. Uh, of work. So, I mean, it's a lot of uh, time and effort on top of, you know, having a full-time job during the summer. So it's, it's been a lot, but it's two to three about right now. But as the, as the uh, school year comes back here, I'm going to be doing one a week. One a week uh, is a good balance for me. And I think that that will satisfy my, you know, ever growing fan base and subscriber base. Uh, I think that'll be the best way to do it during the school year. Yeah, that, that'll be good. And Most Awesome has no idea about the hours that go in after. He just likes to jump in on the microphone, drop hot pod, and then I got to cut it together for him. He's just like, "Where's my pod at?" That's, exactly. That's the well, relationship with, we have. Yeah, exactly. When you're when you're when when you get called to talent, you just kind of show up and wake out of bed, roll <laughs> up, and like, "Hey, where that's do I hit the marks?" I get it. <laughs> that's right, a mistake of mine. Right. Uh, brother, <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, so we can catch you on just the the standard platforms. We do like a little uh, just. Do the Prattle Pod on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Just find it everywhere there. Yeah, you can search it up uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Spot- I'd say uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify is probably the two best ways. Yeah, just search the Prattle. That's P R A T T L E. Some people think it's D's. I thought it was D's at first, honestly. I didn't come up with the name. But uh, yeah, the Prattle uh, is, the, is the best way to search that up on those platforms. What, what, is, the, what is the name? Yeah. So prattle means to talk incessantly about nothing. That's that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, and and my buddies they came up with the name uh, when we were kind of 
thinking about starting a podcast, and I've uh, I've tossed around the idea of changing uh, the name and stuff. But like I said, a lot of people have kind of figured out what the prattle is and have figured out my name and kind of found me through that, whether it's a good name or not, which is not a good name. I will say that. But I feel feel like changing it might just be a little bit difficult. But yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. You got where where you at on on Instagram and uh, Twitter? You got those handles. Why don't you drop those as well? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, it's at the Prattle again. That's with T's, the Prattle. And then on Twitter, it's Prattle underscore the. There you go. Excellent. Well, uh, it's time for that. Thanks for jumping on. One thing we do with our guests that do hop on the podcast, take the time. We do a little Mab about you. So if you have a second, we'd like to fly through eight questions. You being young AF, we're going to jump through these questions real fast, and they're going to be all about 80s or just shit that makes you sound young. Real fast, we'll go. Right now in my closet, I have a pair of shoes and a couple of belts that are older than you are. What will you be wearing in 2036? (laughs) What will I be wearing in 2036? When you're the age we are, yes, sir. (laughs) You know, I will for sure still be wearing maize and blue because that's what I wear just about every single day. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Those are two solid classic colors. Never go out of style. Never. I can see you on the fall runway in 2036. I'll give you 2036 points. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you're, you show, so you're showing up in a very virtual reality world. You have every gaming system at your disposal. There used to be a game that came out called Nintendo. The first game on Nintendo was Super Mario Brothers. How many worlds were there in the original Super Mario Brothers? Eight. That is correct. Oh, no. Did you know that? Was Dude, I, 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 did, I didn't know that one. I was, I, I was, I was still thinking about Duck Hunt. That's all I could figure out. So, <laughs> I love oh that God. game. There you go. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you 16 points on that one just for for doubling up on that so quick. Hey. <laughs> All right, uh, Vanilla Ice versus MC Hammer, who you got? Boy, here's the thing. <laughs> I I don't know them very well at all, but I I'm gonna <laughs> give I'm gonna give the distance on based on name alone. Vanilla Ice. I mean, there's nobody cooler than Vanilla Ice. I've heard that. I've never seen. I know a few of his. Ice Ice Baby is a classic, obviously, but I'm gonna go with Vanilla Ice there. Mm. So we were looking for MC Hammer because while well, you're right, Vanilla Ice is Ice Ice Baby. MC Hammer is too legit to quit. He's got the grit uh, in the in the ring. He's not going to give up. <laughs> I give you two points. That's fair. Oh, okay. He did. MC Hammer did come out of the gate and just like I'm not quitting. He did. Uh, a tax man conversation. Anyway, uh, we're doing TV shows of the '80s. Uh, we're going to do Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula. His next leap is the leap where? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. The leap to the moon. It's home, brother. His next leap yeah. is going to be Thanks. to leave home. I never heard of that show. Oh, you it's never, classic. You never, oh, you got you to gotta dig in on that. Uh, I all think right, that was set in the year like 2002, which is even more ironic. <laughs> I'm going to give you 1999 points for that one. Hey, okay. All right. All right. Uh, Cole Waiting, have you heard of it? Paul Waiting. Is that like when they put you on hold? <laughs> no, that's being put on hold. <laughs> you would be Why? on the telephone. You would be on the telephone, and you would hear beep, beep, beep. Means someone else is calling on your line. Oh, okay. I I do remember that. I did have that when I was a kid. 
There you go. Uh, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a fast busy signal on that one, just where you get the, the <laughs> rattle off on the busy signal. So no points yeah. on that one, sir. All right, respect. For the movie E.T., there was a starlet that we still know today that played the sister of Elliot. What is that star's name? Uh, um, I have no idea. I've never seen the movie. You've mm. never seen E.T. Uh, it is Drew Barrymore, my friend. It is Drew Barrymore. You've heard of her? Really? Yeah. I've heard of yeah, Drew Barrymore. I, I would have joked about that. Drew Barrymore is in, she's in E.T., yeah, Drew, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Drew Barrymore was also in Fifty First Dates, where she had amnesia about yes. uh, every date that That's she had. That's a great had. movie. It is a great movie, but we also forgot about uh, E.T., so zero points for you because we have amnesia. Ah, rats. Oh, my God. I didn't say E.T.? I didn't say the word E.T.? You said the word E.T. No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying yeah. oh, okay, he, yeah. forgot, he forgot to watch it in his. Catalog oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> don't that's, explain that's my classic. jokes, Brandana. I don't winners. want to explain. I just want to make sure they don't be home runs. I'm just trying to listen. All right, brother. <laughs> um, we're getting right now into – so there was a series where a guy had a little two-fist when he showed up, and at the end of it, he would play a famous boxer in NES. What is the famous boxer's name in that video game? Mike Tyson? I mean, I don't like how questionable you're doing it, but yes, it is Mike Tyson. It is Mike Tyson's punch out. Okay. And, there you go. Mike the, Tyson's punch out. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty video game laden. Okay, and for the last bonus point, can you tell us? Most awesome posted this on his Instagram this week. There's a game called Contra. Are you familiar with Contra? And there is a cheat code. What did that cheat oh. code give you? I'm not you know familiar you're... with Contra. My my heart. Show off, brother. Show off, brother. I'm sorry. So if you play Contra, you fire up that 8-bit NES. You go, you, you type in on the keypad there, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start, and you get infin- infinity lives. Shows up 99 in- on the board, but you get infinite, infinite lives. lives. That, that, was the, that was the game changer, right? Do you, do you know the uh, last question? I'll do bonus. Uh, can you name the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, Michelangelo. That's the only one I know. Oh. Oh, I thought you would have wait. this. Leonardo? Leonardo. Yep. Sure, I'll wait, but it's still like... I okay, hold on. No, it's going to be a second. Gonna, no, I'm we're, not we're giving you, you... I'm not going to pull up your laptop. We're, we're not going to give you a t-shirt <laughs> anymore. Laptop no, it's a crop top. It's, crop top. <laughs> ah. it's getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> yeah, uh, but maybe sports back. Sports back. Okay, I don't know. Uh, oh, Michelangelo, <laughs> Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo. Do us a favor. Hit us up on our MAB Instagram and let us know after you review these turtles which turtle you would be because this was a thing of our childhood of just which turtle you are. I'm a Donatello. Most awesome. I don't know if we talked about this. Did we talk about it? I, I guess I got to guess you're Leonardo. Is that yeah, kind we of did talk about thing. it. That's why, okay. that's why I gave you the Donatello toy. Uh, yeah, let me I, tally this up real quick for TCB. We want to make sure, sure we get it because we talked about the crop top. I but I think I think he's earned a full shirt. We're gonna oh, uh, we're gonna send you a full shirt. Way to go, TCB! You killed it. Nice, so buddy. Much. Nice. <laughs> taking care of this. I'm gonna to totally play that song right now in this podcast. I'm gonna play "Taking Your Business" as we finish this next segment, which we're going to right now, uh, brother. If you can stick around for just a few more minutes, I would love you to judge the Neapolitan showdown for us because. Most awesome gets a little frustrated because I I not I don't not score it correctly. I just get a score. It's a little too much. 
And to with great power comes great responsibility. I just scored a little too much to my side a little bit. I got you. So can you score? <laughs> can you score for us? TCB. Yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I'm sticking around. Let's do it. All right, uh, guys. We're talking the about showdown. Take us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Policy Showdown. We are talking, last week we did worse things about technology. Just to swing it back and show you now, we're just not old curmudgeon bros. We're going to talk about the best things about technology. What about technology makes our lives better? Most often, why don't you take the ball out first? I'm going to go with the little thing. It, it's helped me, the Google searching, when you're actually searching for different items and looking at the reviews, having online reviews of real-time people actually using the product this is a great technology advancement where you're basically crowdsourcing everything that you have and understanding, like, the ins and the outs and, and what have yous of these products that you're trying to buy. So I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, like a little Amazon review. This is, this is yeah. a beautiful thing. And shopping well, you, online altogether, but the review process I, I is, like, yeah, I fascinating to me. That's why you like the review because my, my number three is in the same vein, and Toby definitely judge it after we kind of drop this because I, I do – like the technology we have, I like the idea about being able to click on something and it shows up on my doorstep in two days. I love that. Like, that's what I'm about. I'm about it, like, it just showing up. I, I do look at reviews. I don't look at people's movie movie reviews. I don't look at the restaurant reviews because I just, I don't no. know who's giving me their opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. But when I'm trying to buy something, though, I will tell you this. Sure. Like, I will definitely, like, okay. if, there's, right, yes, sir. If, if, there's, if there's 58 five stars and two one stars, I'm not yeah. judging those equally. I'm going, this is a solid product, so I'm going to judge yeah. on that. You know what I'm saying? But if there's, like, you know, five five stars, 23 stars, and, like, 31 stars, then I'm going to look at it differently. So I'm not really judging the reviews themselves, but just the, the quantity. And, and, and if one guy had a had one, one five-star review and the other guy had 50 at 4.9, well, guess which yeah. one I'm going with. All right, uh, taking your business, how do you judge that? He is saying, like, he likes to look at people's reviews. I'm saying, just give it to me in two days. I can get anything in two days. It's amazing. Your call. What do you got? You know, you know I, use, I use the reviews, especially on Amazon a little bit. Having a student membership, man, it's nice. But I'm going to go with the two days because we're rubbing in how young you are. We're not students anymore. I get it. Congratulations. You're 21. What do you want us to do? Hey, I'm just saying, man, it's, having things cheaper is nice. I will say that. But, hey, the, the, the two days, I mean, it's crazy how they can do so many packages around the world. It might be coming from, like, Idaho. I'm in Michigan. It's crazy how they can get it to me in two days for free. It's definitely, definitely the two days, and here's the thing, two times 100, hey. because 100% of the time I love it, 200 points for you. Oh, look oh at that. God. I like also, it. I like, like it. What, what are you, a math minor? All right, what do you got in your two <laughs> spot? That's awesome. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with GPS. I'm going to go with mm. getting around town, mm. going, you know, Grand Dan is in L.A. How often, well, you, you probably aren't driving because you don't have a car, but if when you did have a car in L.A., you were pulling out the old Thomas guy in the map. <laughs> That's right? funny. I did that. Oh, my God. This, we, should, we, we should, the things we like about 
technology, we should weigh in PCB about talking about this because you're exactly right. When I first got to LA, I had a Thomas guy in the trunk of my car. So I'd yeah. pull over on streets when I was just like, oh shit, I don't quite remember. And I would like look at the fucking Thomas guy and be like, that's where I'm going. And now yeah. that's like debunked. That's all. So, so, so just so you know, TCB, you'd literally be like, I'm at Kawanga and I'm trying to get over the hill. So that's G four. Let me run my fingers together and trying to figure out where that is on the map. <laughs> yeah. And then go, okay, there I am. And this, I'm trying to get to S seven. And then how do I loop this around? How that many miles? Be... How many miles is a pinky? Most awesome. <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> that. Right. So that's how, in, and this was in 2005, PCB. This wasn't this far away. That's how we got around L.A. to figure it out. Now we have it on our phones or even just the little tom-toms and GPS. It's magic. Sounds like you guys are playing Battleship instead of trying to get where you're trying to go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what's going down. Hey, you don't have to worry about it, and you're being mean about it. Here's what I want you to do. PCB, you have homework. You've you got to do a book review of the Thomas guy. <laughs> you, just, you, read that, you read that log and tell me what you think. I, my number two is I have uh, – I'm in the same vein of traveling. I'm going to do ride share. Like uh, just the fact that I can hop in someone else's car, and you brought it up that I don't own a car, and there's nothing more I love in the world than not owning a car – it's kind of insane because on paper, if someone was just like, oh, here's the thing, like you're just going to get in the car with a stranger and you're going to do that like three times a day for a while, that sounds bizarre. But they worked it out. They figured it out. Yeah. yeah. And it's good. And, I mean, if you look at all the money that you spend with Uber, especially in New York where you live, Brandiana. <laughs> yeah, you can buy a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you could buy a car. But, I mean, but well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. insurance and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, owning a car, it's, it's not about, like – it's not about getting there. Like, I'm okay driving. Actually, I don't like driving that much. It doesn't matter. But it's a, it's about, like, the especially in L.A., like, the circular, like, where am I going to park this fucking thing? Like, where do I leave this car? Yeah, right, because right, right. That's a fucking pain in the ass. And, and that's, I mean, probably by the time TCB gets of, you know, age. Are right. you allowed to He's drive at 21? I don't know. I was a, <laughs> what the world I was is it? But, yeah, but you'll, be, you'll buy a car and then ride share it while you're not there and just, like, have people take it around. I mean, that's, that's the generation of where it's going. But, anyways, TCB, how do you see that number two? You know, and here's the thing. I'm going to go this based on my life because I've used a ride share service just once in my entire life. And every single day, every single day, I'm using a GPS on my phone, it seems like, to get somewhere. So I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going with GPS. I'm, here's the thing. You don't, you don't, you don't need to definitely three times. You don't need to say definitely three times. We get it. I, I did. I did. And here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him an infinite amount of points because it's literally infinitely better to have a GPS than a ride share, in my opinion. Because I like owning Ooh. a car. I, I like... I like having the independence of it where you can just, you know, get in a car. I don't live in a big city, so it's not like a pain to park and stuff like that, which I can totally understand. But for my life personally, I like the GPS. Uh, well, that's, a, like that's a tough that's a tough road to sled when I'm down infinity to six. But, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> we'll have 200. We, you have 200. That's uh, fine. We'll see if we can close that gap. Uh, all right, the number one spot, what do you have most often? I can't. I can't deny it. I can't think of anything better than a number one spot is. I'm talking about the connection that you have, the access to our friends, families, 
you know, texting, uh, you know, taking pictures of my girls and videos. Like, I'm, I'm here to catalog it all from my smartphone, my iPhone. I love it. I feel like I'm more connected to the people that I love more than ever. And yeah, I'm looking at you, Brandana. I'm looking at you. This is I know. Like, up at the end of the I know. It makes it really nice. I makes it really nice. I mean, I'm saying, like, I do get a little sour. It's like, don't use your beautiful daughters as and your son <laughs> as just, like, bargaining chips to win the St. Paul showdown. <laughs> look, look, and by, by hook or by crook, TCB, we're getting there. <laughs> uh, my, mine is in the same vein. Mine's probably a little weaker. He's right. I, I just like the, I like the FaceTime. It's going to be a FaceTime. I'll even say above the FaceTime. I like the group text. The group text came up out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, this group text is about, like, gambling. This group text is about just, like, family photos. And it's just, it was just really nice. Like, it just – it, it was there for a while, and people weren't using it, and then it exploded on the scene, and now, like, er, like everyone has a fantasy football text. Everybody has, like, a thread. It's just, like, I'm talking to my friends about everything all day, and it's, like, that's a home run. Mm. You know, and I like I like both and, of oh, and, and I, I have six kids I just adopted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, that will go in. Yeah. <laughs> go in consideration here. But I will – I, I will make one statement about the group text, and it's something that I've noticed. It's something that my buddies have noticed as well, is when you're in a group text with somebody, people are way less likely to text you back if you ask them a question or if you're trying to get something out of them in a group text, whether that, or unless you, like, go into a separate text message with them. I just feel like it's a hassle sometimes being in those group texts, trying to set something up. Like, for me, I'm trying to set up a fantasy football uh, draft for my guys right now, and I'm the commissioner. And man, that's a pain because nobody's texting me back. And I think that's the, kind of the part, of the curse of the group chat. So oh, I feel I'm you, going, brother. Hey, you, you, young, do the score. I know you already decided it. You, young, proper. Hey. Yes. Hey. The way to get people's responses, <laughs> you have to pit them in a corner. And that corner right now in 2019 is a single like text thread. Do the score. Give it to us. That's fine. He brought his daughters, and it's uh, fine. Fine, fine. Do do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Most awesome. How many kids do you have? I have three, <laughs> sir. Three, three children. Three times a thousand. Three thousand points for you, sir. Ooh, how do you add less than three thousand to infinity, baby? I don't know. But less infinity. You didn't ask how many kids I have. How many kids do you have, Brandana? Oh, z- zero. All right, we got to. Okay. Nine, 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 nine. He, All right. he, he ordered six. It'll be there in two days. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, here's the thing. We'll take your score, divide it by zero. You have now have an undefined score. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am undefined divided by zero, and most of them it has infinity plus 2,000. All right, brother. Uh, this has been TCB. That's Toby. Catch him on the Prattle Podcast. Search for that. You can find that on iTunes. That is P-R-A-T-T-L-E pod. Thanks so much for jumping on, brother. Really appreciate the time, and go blue. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for having me. Go blue. Go blue. All right, right, bro. Well, I think that victory has been decided. Uh, We are definitely up against it. I don't know what to do. Like, we have to do do two of these fucking futures next week. We got to get a futures out. People are waiting on our futures most awesome. What do you want me to do? I know. Do? What do you want me to do? I know. Do? I, 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 I don't know what to say. The people also want an hour of power. 
They want a free. What do you want, people? Make up your fucking mind. Twenty. You want an hour? You want all of it? There's only so much shit we can fit in one time. But uh, we we can we can double up. We can make that happen. Uh, guys, shoot an email. MAV Sports Podcast. If you want to hear anything, we'll definitely tackle those emails. Get on here. Get a shirt. Make it work. Uh, let us know what your over unders are for the divisions right now. We're gonna have to tackle two in one episode. We can handle it. We've been there before. What's your MVP of the week, brother? Uh, my MVP of the week is this young guy, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, for the Cleveland Browns, a rookie. Out there, takes a punt back in his first game as a professional athlete. Little no, Damon had to talk his way into a Browns tryout. Basically lied saying he know, knew the GM. <laughs> when, he, when he got there, he had to then sleep in the parking lot of a gym, Ooh. a 24-hour fitness. I love these stories. This is what training camp's all about. These guys just chasing their dream. So, Damon, after you return that punt for the Cleveland Browns with Baker Matfield, you're my mm. MVP of the week, sir. I don't hit this up too much, brother. My MVP of the week is going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know I had those mm. on two of my lists in the actual rip from the headlines. But you don't have Antonio Brown, whoever this fucking lunatic is now, on your squad. So I got to get a little hats off for just reading the tea leaves and moving on. All right. Well, guys, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 76. want to give a big thanks from the Prattle Pod. Toby jumping on. Check it out. You can find him on all platforms you need. You can find us. You know where to reach us. Check it out. We're on Instagram, MAB underscore sports. Send us something. Guys, if you want a basketball jersey, it's this simple. Hit a three-point, wearing a sombrero. Where to lose you? <laughs> if you have something you want to say, choose the email, MAB sports podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Ladies and folks, we're going to be branching out with a combo pod called the Mabble. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.